from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. As of today, we officially know the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Brad Idzik, wide receivers coach from Tampa Bay. Now, I say officially, and I emphasize officially, for one simple reason. This is where all the the, the arrows were pointed, right? This is where all the, the clues led us. We talked with Scott Reynolds the day after uh, Dave Canales was hired. Uh, he covers, he's a beat reporter for for Tampa Bay. And and I said, hey, who could he bring with him? Who's over there? What any, any position coaches look like they're ready for an OC job? And the first name out of his mouth was Brad Idzik. And not just because, you know, he's he was ready, but also because they're, they're buddies. Canales and Idzik are friends. And as I've discussed on this program, the offensive coordinator for an offensive-minded head coach has to be a, a trusted confidant to the 10th degree. So Idzik's the offensive coordinator. The The question becomes, and, and by the way, let's be real, Dave Canales is the offensive system. Idzik is the offensive coordinator. It's it's They go hand in hand. Who's going to be running the plays? Right There's X's and O's, then there's Jimmy's and Joe's. And I think even the best coaches tell you it's a lot about the dudes running the plays, if the same as, if not more, than the plays being run. And I kind of love the you know actions speak louder than words. I kind of love what the Panthers' brain trust's actions say about that. Dan Morgan and Dave Canales were hired recently as the GM and the head coach. They have not had their introductory press conference. It'll be this Thursday, by the way. It will be this Thursday. 10 a.m. You can listen to it on the fan. 10 a.m. You can listen to it right here on the fan. But their introductory press conference is a parade in their honor, right? It's, hey, how awesome are these guys? The owner will probably say something about how they were their perfect choice and how their minds are made to rebuild Carolina and how they're not going to stop at anything but Super Bowls and they think they have the right guys in place. And it's just going to be a love fest. Because you haven't done anything yet, so there's nothing for us to criticize. Which is, you know, a weird way to put it. But, uh, you know, you haven't won, you haven't lost, you haven't called a play. It's just good vibes. Everyone's 0-0 zero zero in the offseason. Everybody's going to win everything. Everybody's optimistic. Haven't made a draft pick yet. But they've put that off until, what time was it, Dennis? 10 a.m. Thursday. 10 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, I believe because they're they're at the Senior Bowl. I don't. I mean, I know they're at the Senior Bowl. I believe that's why it's being delayed. They could have had the intro press conference today or yesterday, but instead they wanted to be in Mobile, Alabama, watching. I have a hard time saying any city in Alabama without going halfway into Greenbow, Alabama, from uh, Forrest Gump. It's just the the cadence of it. Mobile, Alabama, um, which just kind of rocked me. Uh, they wanted to be in Mobile. I'll just say Mobile. They wanted to be in Mobile watching practice, talking with players, uh, you know, getting an eye test on some guys that they hadn't had the chance to before. So they understand there's some Jimmy's and Joe's questions as much, if not more, than X's and O's questions when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. So I put together a list of five things, five, that I want to see the Carolina Panthers, Dan Morgan, Dave Canales, Brad Idzik, if he's in the brain trust, I want to see Brant Tillis once he becomes part of the Brain Trust, uh, who's the the new numbers guy, that they can do this offseason. 
And uh, I'll, I'll, we'll go five to one, right? One being what I think is priority number one, and we'll build up. Five, additional pass catchers that you can trust. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, Emir Smith-Marset are all free agents. That means you have to fill in the depth of your wide receiver room, right? We're, we're not necessarily talking about number ones, not yet at least. Uh, we're not talking about a guy that needs 100 catches. We need guys who can be a third or fourth option and you can trust, right? The, the best offenses in the NFL – uh, either have Patrick Mahomes or a whole bunch of guys that you can trust as playmakers, right? You look at the Lions, uh, you try, <laughs> they trusted Josh Reynolds. Maybe they shouldn't have, uh, but Sam Laporta, stud. Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield, stud. Uh, Amonra St. Brown, stud. Depending on who you are, you might trust Jamison Williams. You look at, 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 and that goes on for all of them. I mean, look at the Niners. They might be the best example. So they need depth at the pass catching position, depth at wide receiver. And that that's like it seems like the easiest because there are so many wide receivers coming out of college every year. There are so many wide receivers uh because every team needs 5, 6, 7 of them, right? Every team needs a bunch, so there's a lot of guys getting experience every year. It's the challenge of Dan Morgan, it's the challenge of of Dave Canales to find the right ones. Right, sometimes it's it's kind of nice if like you need a running back and there's one running back. All right, I'm going to go get that one. Right? But when you're like, "Hey, I need a wide receiver." And they're like, "Good. Evaluate these 150 wide receivers. Have fun." And you got to pick 3 and they have to be cheap. Needle in a haystack, but that's what they have to do. That's number 5. Number 4. Additional edge rushers, and I'm adding to this Frankie Louvu resigned. Okay. Uh, regardless of what happens with Brian Burns. If Brian Burns is there, he needs someone to take away the attention from tackles, tight ends, and running backs. He can't get the 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 stud treatment every single play. Or if he is, somebody needs to be taking advantage of it on the other side. Yes. Uh, so so they need – and if he's not there, by the way, which is a big debate, if, if Brian Burns is tagged and traded, if, if he's holding out, if there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Brian Burns, then you need a whole new – basically edge rushing unit uh unless you really really trust a huge turnaround from somebody like gross matos or dj johnson or amari barno making a huge glow up and that's where frankie luvu comes in frankie luvu has 12 and a half sacks over the last two years he's not even always he's not a full-time edge rusher oh no so he plays off the ball a lot so what i like to see is you bring in those additional edge rushers and then once you can kind of start dictating to the offense, right? You're either going to double-team Brian Burns or we're going to take advantage of you on the, the the other side where they're not getting as much resources. Then you deploy Frankie Louvu all over the gosh darn place because he is versatile. Right now, it's it's easier for offenses to hone in on Brian Burns and Louvu because there's not a lot else that they're, they're afraid of. Derek Brown is very, very good, but it's just hard to become a, a, a pass rusher from the inside when you have so much responsibility in the, uh, the run game. That's number four. Number three. Ready for this? Plays right into to number four. Hit me. Figure out Brian Burns and Derek Brown's future. That's pretty straightforward. Are you trading them to help replenish your assets? Which is a... Would be a flex by Dan Morgan, right? 
Anytime you're you're a GM and you trade a sure thing, a solid proven player for picks and prospects, you're saying, I'm so good at talent evaluation, I'm so good at asset management that I can turn this pile of magic beans into something worth more than Brian Burns and Derek Brown. Or, you know, and or, right? If you're getting rid of both, you're getting rid of one. Or are you, the opposite is kind of a flex too. Are you sold on them at huge contract numbers? Brian Burns isn't going to be like, oh, new coach, cool. Now I'll sign for, you know, below market rate edge rusher. Derek Brown's not going to say, I just broke the record for most tackles by an interior defensive lineman in NFL history, uh, so let's talk hometown discount. Like, there's none of that going on. So it is a bold decision in either direction. Are you convicted enough in them that you're going to pay them huge amounts of money? Or are you convicted enough in yourself that you can take the the magic beans, the picks and prospects and players kind of assortment and, and turn that into more value than guys that we already know are pretty good? That's number three. And we're going to talk about that more later on. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Number two. Now we get to, like, these are the musts. Mm-hmm. These are mandatory. Got to have it. They're probably all mandatory for being honest. Let's be real. But but these are tier one, extra super duper, double seeker probation, mandatory. You need two stud offensive linemen. Two. Yeah. And and where they play is based on your plan with Iki, Iki Aquanu, which you have to come up with. Are you keeping him at left tackle? Then you probably need a stud center and guard. Then you throw Christensen on one side, Moten if he's still around on the other, and Icky at left tackle. Yeah, are you moving him to guard? Then I would say you probably need a stud guard and a stud tackle. And and when I say stud, obviously you know Trent Williams isn't growing on trees, right? You're not going to go. No, you're not. You're not going to go grab uh, you know one of the best in the league. But there are usually some kind of serviceable uh, starting. You know what you're going to get. Your quarterback's going to trust him. Tackles out there in the free agent and or trade market every year. Think uh, Orlando Franklin. Think Jawan Taylor. Think like the, uh, uh, Donovan Smith. Uh, they, and I know they all jump to good teams. But uh, but maybe you pay him a little more to jump to Carolina. And number one. A number one wide receiver. Num- by the way, number two and number one are pure Please do this for Bryce Young. 
Get him an offensive line that he can trust and get him a number one wide receiver that he can trust. <laughs> yeah. That he, like if the offensive line does have a breakdown, where is he looking right now? The, who can win quickly? Who can be open when they're not open, right? Open when there's a guy covering them. And this is probably going to have to be a free agent signing. Or if you get really lucky, that number 33 overall pick. I know it's a deep wide receiver class, but I, I think you might want someone a little bit more proven. So if it's probably going to be a free agency signing, the options are out there. T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown. This is the free agency class. Mm -hmm. Some of those guys might get tagged. It might be be lower. And and I know Greg Olson today, uh, who is everybody's cat's meow right now because he did a really good job on the, in the broadcast booth over the weekend. Uh, his kind of advice to the Panthers was you don't have to go out and sign a wide receiver for $25 million. You know, it's not one guy. I agree. It's not one guy for the Panthers. I do think one guy is that important to Bryce Young. I do think one guy is that important to, to your quarterback having a season that, that allows him to have a little fun next year. Michael Pittman Jr. would be really, really interesting. They might tag him up there. Calvin Ridley would be really, really interesting. T. Higgins would be really, really interesting. Heck, even Marquise Brown. He's He's got, like, I don't love the Marquise Brown thing, but what I will say is, you know, I look at Bryce Young, and some people are going to hate this, and Tua Tungo-Vailoa as similar guys, both from Alabama, both used to, in their college years, used to playing with uh, a, a level of talent that they weren't surrounded by early in their NFL careers. Uh, both started slow in the NFL. And, and Both got a different head coach after year one. Both got a different head coach after. That's a good point. I didn't even thought of that. Um, but then also what happened is once that new coach came in, uh, at least for Tua, they started building around his skill set, mm -hmm. right? Because I've made this this comparison a bunch. But uh, the Dolphins, Tua's early career, they had um, uh, Devontae Parker. They had Mike Kosicki. They had Preston Williams, I believe was his name. Uh, these guys are all 6'4 and above, pass catchers, wide receivers or or tight ends, and they're jump ball guys. But guess what? Who did Tua play with in college? Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jerry Judy. These aren't jump ball guys. These are create separation guys, either speed or great route running. Uh, so he, he wasn't comfortable. It obviously wasn't comfortable. Fitzpatrick was playing better than him in, in Miami early on. And then what did they do? They go, all right, what does Tua need? Well, he needs separation guys. What did they do? They drafted Jalen Waddle. They traded for Tyreek Hill. Tua's played significantly better. So who did Bryce Young have his best success with in college? Jamison Williams, mm -hmm. right? When he won the Heisman year, he had a bunch of good wide receivers headlined by Jamison Williams, who ended up being a, you know, like the 12th pick or whatever with Detroit. Yeah, first-round pick. Speed, deep ball, right? Mm -hmm. You go watch that highlight film, it's all – him running down the field for 60 yards and catching deep posts and deep goes and deep corners and deep everything. Marquise Brown brings some of that. If he can keep his hamstrings healthy and, and stay healthy, he can bring some of the skill set that, that Bryce Young works better with. And quite frankly, that Tua worked better with because it's what they had in, in college. So a number one wide receiver doesn't have to look like Megatron, right? You don't have to be 6'4", 6'5", 235. I mean, if you can find one. I mean, unless you're going to do it. No, like if you can find one, don't don't let me stop you. But it, it's just somebody who can be at the top of the the you know wide receiver hierarchy that fits better with what Bryce Young does. 
I'm definitely with you on the the receiver, mm-hmm. like having that go-to guy, and then also the protection because you can have the great guys on the outside, but if he doesn't have more than two mm-hmm. seconds to throw the football, then you know what's good on the outside. But that, I think that's like a it's like one A one B, you know, type of deal. But I'm with you when it comes to. I think when it comes to the offensive line, mm-hmm. figure out okay, what are you doing with Iquanu? Yep. If you're moving him inside, then get a guard, then then get a center and get a tackle. If you're keeping him at tackle, then get a center and a guard. And and do it with conviction. Yeah. Right. Because, like, if if you think like, oh, we'll give Icky one more year at, at at tackle, then we might move him to guard. Then you're not going to spend or you're not going to invest the amount the amount you sh- you should on a guard. Because you'd be like, oh, then if Christensen plays well and this guy plays well, we won't have a spot for Icky. Like, you, whatever you do, that's what you're doing with him, yeah. right? So so make your decision and, and do it with conviction and, and put guys around him that can help. I'm wondering if a guy like Graham Barton from Duke, who can play center and guard, yep. will slide and, down and to 33. And, and he can play tackle. If he slides down to 33, like, okay, if you sign a center, he can play guard. Or if you sign a guard, he can play center. If you move Vicky into guard, he can play center. It, mm-hmm. So it, he gives you that versatility and quality. You want a uh, a real coincidence on what you just said? Sure. Uh, during a commercial break, I was looking at Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com, mm-hmm. uh, put out his top 50 big board. What number do you think Graham Barton was? Graham Barton, interior offensive line from Duke, who Dennis just explained why it might be a good fit for, for Carolina. 30. 33. Ha! Huh. Guess what pick Carolina has? 33. 33. Now, I know big board doesn't always line up with mock draft, but, I mean, that's a little bit of uh, synergy that we did not plan prior to this segment. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 